Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Campfire Adventures podcast. My name is Dylan. I'll be telling you your story today. I want to thank everybody listening today here with me now and then everybody listening later on on their phones. I appreciate it, as always. But we have the fire going. We have our drinks in hand, and I'm ready to tell you today's story. So let's get into it. of today's episode is boogeyman 101 and how to survive so i'd like to use myself as an example to help illustrate the story just a little bit better and hopefully create this as kind of a survival guide for any of the kids listening out there or maybe even the adults who might need some help we're going to figure out how to tackle one of the scariest things that you encounter as a kid and then overcome it so i'm going to turn the clock backwards and introduce you to the character of today's story, eight-year-old Dylan. So the story starts off as eight-year-old Dylan going outside one day to play with his friend, Raina. He's sitting out there, they're playing tic-tac-toe, playing jacks, doing tag, and they end the night by playing hide-and-seek. And so as they're playing, they're just hanging out, having a good time, and Dylan starts to think like, oh, you know, the sunset already? We're, how did that happen? And Rena notices that Dylan kind of wasn't in the same headspace, wasn't worried about playing the game. And she asks him, like, what's wrong? And you know, he's a little nervous at first to say, but he says eventually, like, you know, my mom told me that I needed to be in before the street lights went out or else the boogeyman was going to get me. And she kind of like stops and looks around. It's like, I have a, you know, my mom told me the same thing. I needed to be in before it got dark because the boogeyman would get me. So he's kind of thankful right then and there because he's like, okay, first of all, I'm not alone. But side note, let's just say what the boogeyman is for those of you who don't know. The boogeyman, in my definition, is the manifestation that kids or people make of this unknown but super scary and terrifying entity so basically we build up this mythical creature to be this most terrifying thing that we'd ever have to endure um if we want to get technical i also looked up webster's definition of what a boogeyman is and according to webster's the boogeyman is a monstrous imaginary figure used in threatening children I just like to say, if I ever actually read that in the dictionary before or even after knowing what the boogeyman is, that'd be pretty terrifying because I couldn't believe that my parents would want to threaten me with that. And also, how truthful is this thing actually of being like real, you know? So Dylan and Rena both agree, boogeyman, real, got to get in before the lights go out. But they were in the middle of a game, so they're thinking... We got enough time to finish this thing off. Let's do the last round of hide and seek. It's one to one. Whoever wins, wins the night, you know? So Dylan goes and hides. Rena's calling out for him. Dylan, Dylan, where are you at? La la la, all the oxen free. But she's just trying to get him to come out of his hiding spot. So eventually 
time goes up, and he gets to base before she actually gets him. So he wins the game. And so they high-five it. He wins. She's cool with it. They say, let's go home before the lights go out. So she goes home. He starts rushing home. And he's going to make it. He's almost to the front door when all of a sudden the streets lights turn out. And he gets in the door as fast as he could. Now, it's a little gray area because he actually was home. He just wasn't inside the home when the streetlights went out. So he's thinking, did I make it? Did I not make it? He goes inside. Parents are waiting so that they can have dinner. And he's eating dinner and he's just kind of thinking like, huh, you know, I, I made it inside. The street light did go off, but I'm inside. Uh, when is the boogeyman going to get here? He hasn't shown up. What do I do? So he's thinking, he's like, what? when did the boogeyman become a thing? Now, I've done a little research. The boogeyman has been around ever since the 1500s. As early as being in Europe, he's been a part of storytelling, a part of children's lives as a way to get them to listen to their parents and make sure that they're being obedient, right? So Dylan's eating his dinner, just thinking like, huh, this creature's supposed to come when I don't, you know, when I haven't listened, what do I do? Going along his day, they end up watching him, you know, a little TV. He gets his teeth brushed and he's going about his day thinking, well, the boogeyman could be hiding. You know, he hides in closets, he hides under beds. He, you know, could have been outside, but I didn't see him. So let me make sure that I check that stuff before I actually go to sleep. So with the lights on, he looks in the closet, doesn't see anything. He looks under the bed, didn't see anything. He checks every little corner, didn't see anything. So he thinks, I'm in the clear. I made it. I was responsible. I listened. You know, I was on my way home. But that's not how the boogeyman actually works. So he gets under the covers. His parents give him a kiss goodnight, read him the bedtime story, and he's getting all snug in his bed. But what he didn't know is just even thinking about the boogeyman or giving the boogeyman any type of attention slowly starts to make him more and more real. Now, I want to stop the little story real quick. Um, I'd just like to say, going back to the definitions, the boogeyman only comes when we think about him. He's not something that's technically real, but we make him real. So uh, the more and more we think about him, the more and more he has powers to kind of generate. He can be any scary thing. Like if I'm scared of like a werewolf, and this boogeyman is going to have the biggest teeth and the biggest claws that I've ever seen. Or Rena in the story believed in the boogeyman as well. So her interpretation of the boogeyman could be something with like tentacles and like big eye, big red eyes, you know. So he's only generated based off of us thinking about, okay, we did something wrong. This thing's supposed to come. What is it going to look like? Where is it going to come out of? But in reality, and from what I found, the boogeyman can be anything and show up anytime and anywhere. So back to the story as little dylan's laying in his bed and he's just thinking i'm in the clear but what if he's real it just starts to bring up more and more of the idea that he could possibly show up out of anywhere he starts to hear noises as he's going to sleep as noises usually happen at night never give it a second thought until he thought he might have done something wrong so he turns on the light he looks out the window and it's just the branch hitting the window he's like okay whew, just the branch I'm good. He's not here. And so he goes back to bed. 
And then he's trying to go to sleep and opens up his eyes one more time. And he starts looking around his room and notices a shadowy figure up in the corner of his room. He starts to look at it. And let me tell you, me being adult Dylan, thinking that this is eight-year-old Dylan, I would grab those blankets so fast, pull it over my head. (laughs) Because as I said uh, on the website, that's the impenetrable force field that's going to protect you from anything that's coming to you. So pull that blanket over his head. He's sitting there and he's thinking, what could that be? And as I would too, I open up the blanket and look again and I see the shadowy figure. And I'm like, what could that possibly be? It's the boogeyman. Jeepers. So he he opened up the blankets, as I would do, you know, just to check one more time. And he's thinking, what could that be? I guess maybe the boogeyman is real, right? So he's looking and he's thinking and he's like, okay, look, either this thing's going to get me or I got to get it. So obviously what he did was he screamed for his parents to come into the room. So he screams and, you know, his mom comes in, turns on the light and she's like, what's wrong? He looks where the shadowy figure was, sees his desk chair there with his backpack, with his jackets, with his, you know, clothes that he wore early in the day, just piled up one after the other with, you know, stuffed animals on there. And the shadowy figure was just nothing more than a cluttered room, you know, in the chair. And so he's like, Phew! you know, a little, little swipe of the sweat on his forehead. And he's like, it's all in my head. Side note, it really is all in his head. Because if we look back at history, at least from what I found, is that the boogeyman is just a story passed along generation to generation. It's of parents just telling the story to get children to like listen to the rules and make sure that they, I guess, reevaluate everything, every choice or decision that they make. So saying, like, be careful because the boogeyman might get you, it makes you, like, second guess, like, okay, maybe I shouldn't stay out a little bit later. Maybe I'll just go home. Or, like, you got to eat all your food or else the boogeyman's going to get you. Like, I guess I could eat those extra green beans. It's not going to hurt anybody. You know, it's just a little playful, fun story that actually could be pretty scary at the same time. Okay, back to the story. So eight-year-old Dylan, you know, closets cleared, beds cleared. The window, it's just a tree. That shadowy figure in the corner is just the chair. It's not It's not real. It can't be. But we've already thought about it 50 different ways. So is he real or is he not real? Like, I don't understand. And so what I found out is that the boogeyman, although he has all these places that he can hide, he usually just appears from your mind creating him. And I've said before that he could be anywhere in any place at any time he's a creature that isn't necessarily like specific to north america he can he's manifested himself from asia to africa to antarctica he could be anywhere so the night goes on the closet's been cleared everything's been cleared his mom and his dad have come in and checked on him and time's gone but the boogeyman hasn't presented himself to dylan so he thinks he's in the clear you know i made it in time The boogeyman wasn't going to get me anyway. I'm not scared. But he's also spent a lot of time thinking about him. So the boogeyman is there, in a sense. Dylan starts to hear those noises again. He starts to see the shadows moving a little bit closer. Bum, bum, bum. The boogeyman appears. 
He could be anywhere, at any time, at any place. And now he's face to face with Dylan. Little Dylan, that is. Not to say that older Dylan wouldn't be scared, because I have seen some shadows. I've seen some corners that look a little suspicious. Let me tell you, I need the light on to make sure that I'm safe sometimes. But like I said, keep that blanket handy because it's going to protect you. So little Dylan's face to face with this boogeyman. And he's thinking, what do I do? How do I survive? How do I survive this creature that has like these razor sharp teeth and these like giant claws and these red piercing eyes? What is it that I could do to get rid of him? So I'm going to just say this real quick. Parents are usually the people we go to to fix everything that could possibly be wrong with our lives as a child. And I guess as an adult too. But the boogeyman likes to get children when the parents are unable to help them. So whether that's they're gone and they're with the babysitter, the kids are with the babysitter or whether they're sleeping, the boogeyman manifests himself. So that way he can take children who have been naughty. So here's how to survive your encounter with the boogeyman. You have to admit that you've done something wrong. So remember this whole time that Dylan's been going about his evening, he's been thinking like, did I make it in time? Did I not make it in time? Like, how is like how is the big man going to present himself? Well, he's face to face only because Dylan, little Dylan, stayed out a little too late past his curfew, but didn't tell anybody. He didn't tell his mom. He didn't tell his parents. He just kind of thought he made it. So the boogeyman presented himself because Dylan's subconscious was thinking about it so much. So how to get rid of the boogeyman is that you have to admit what you've done wrong. It's kind, He's kind of like the gatekeeper with... Um, being honest. With being honest and like a last chance effort. Because like you don't have to admit this to your parents right away because you kind of went the whole night without telling it to them in the first place. But this is a creature that you thought and you've heard is going to come because you've been naughty. So you have to admit to him and yourself at the same time. So in a sense, and actually I, I read an article about this and I didn't even think about it until after I read it, but um, by the Scientific American, they said that coming face to face with the boogeyman is like a rite of passage for kids because it allows them to accept the wrongdoings that they've done and then also overcome that obstacle, which would be the boogeyman. Because the way to fight back a creature that has this unlimited type of power is to not even give him fuel to like generate that power. And the only reason he can feel anything is because you're so scared of getting in trouble that you've created this creature. So what you have to do and how to overcome him is to say, okay, look, I know I stayed out late. I didn't mean to, I'm sorry. And basically, He's left with nothing. You've overcome the boogeyman. Little Dylan just conquered one of his biggest fears that he's ever going to face as a kid. And let me tell you, it might not be the only time or the last time that he's going to deal with the boogeyman. But it's going to be one of the first steps that he takes to becoming a big kid. And to becoming less scared. And hopefully to be more honest with things that he's done. So I'm sure, and for the purpose of um, bringing this story to a happy ending, little Dylan finally admitted that he had stayed out a little too late and in hopes to ensure the boogeyman's disappearance completely, he goes and tells his parents that he stayed out a little too late 
and he made it in time, just in time, to get inside the house before the lights went out. And with his honesty, his parents brought him back to bed, and he had a great night's sleep. Now fast forward to Dylan being who he is now, which is me, and now I've told you the story of the boogeyman, right? This is the true power, this story, right? He's always going to be around, no matter where he's from or where he's at or where the story's being told. The true power from the boogeyman lies with his story being passed on from generation to generation. So even though eight-year-old Dylan dealt with the boogeyman and overcame him, he kind of got a certificate to be able to pass the story along, which is something that my parents did with me. They told me the story, and now I'm telling to you. So by doing this, I've kind of given him some more power. But at the same time, I've given you the guide to be able to survive. And that's the story of the boogeyman. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate you returning for episode three of Campfire Adventures podcast. Um, As always, you can see any and all of our behind the scenes on our social media and on our website. We appreciate you. And any noises that you do here outside are because we actually film outside next to a real campfire. So thank you again for listening. I appreciate you. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye. Bye.